Welcome to In Search of Peace and Healing. I'm your host, Celia Boone. Hello again. I'm glad you're back. Today's topic is change. More specifically, how can we go about changing ourselves? I'm not talking about minor changes like changing your hairstyle. I'm talking about big life changes. How do we go about making changes in ourselves, things that we don't like about ourselves or really need to ways in which we really need to make improvement. So the first thing is, um, I guess, to identify what the biggest change is that you probably need or want to make. Now, a lot of times that may be very obvious. You know, if um, for me, you know, I was very, very overweight I had terrible habits of what I ate and drank. You know, I was just really unhealthy. So for me, that was, you know, it wasn't really a, uh, there was no guessing about it. I didn't need to figure it out. I knew. Um, But for some people, they're not really sure what change to make, where to start, etc. So... Um, I just jotted down some things that, you know, we can kind of talk about. So how well are you managing your physical health? Um, My physical health was terrible. I was dying. um, And it was just terrible. Um, With your physical health, are you comfortable with your weight? Do you get enough sleep? Do you have energy? you know, during the day, or are you mostly fatigued? Do you exercise regularly? What are your eating habits like? Do you feed yourself good nutrition? Do you drink water? Or do you just drink, you know, sodas and alcohol? (laughs) And there's no judgment here. Do you take drugs? Are you addicted to food? Are you addicted to exercise? Are you a slave to your Fitbit? You know, do you feel physically okay? Or is there something that you can do to make a change in your behavior that will help you to feel better? Another area is how well are you managing your finances? When the going gets tough, do the tough go shopping? Um, You know, when you spend, do you look at, okay, if I put it on a credit card, or spend cash, I'm choosing debt versus equity. You know, are you racking up debt on credit cards? Are you spending all your cash or both? Are you afraid to spend money so you act like you don't have any? Do you try to keep up with the Joneses or want the best of everything? Does your level of self-esteem rise and fall depending on the condition of your physical appearance? Another area is how how well are you managing your vocational life, your work? 
Do you have a job, J-O-B, just over broke? Or do you have a career? Or do you have a calling? If money were no object and you absolutely could not fail, what would you do? Right now, do you feel stuck? Are you afraid to step out of your comfort zone? Do you have a mentor? Do you hate or just tolerate your work? No work situation is all sunshine and roses, but does yours mostly feel like storms and thorns? Are you following your inward calling? Even if you aren't able to make a living yet following your calling, are you taking actions to propel yourself in that direction? Another area is mental health. How well do you manage that? You know, nobody has perfect mental health, and yet without good mental health, one can't have good health. According to the World World Health Organization, depression is the biggest reason for lost productivity in the world. How well do you manage your relationships? When you spend time with certain people in your life, do you feel inspired? Do you feel peace, joy, excitement, inspiration during and afterwards? Or do you feel worse, guilty, bad, negative, angry, depressed, controlled during and afterwards? If you were in a relationship, does your partner help your light shine? Or does he or she make your life harder and more burdensome? Do you have the disease to please? Because you are afraid if you don't please others, they will reject and abandon you? Or because you fear that you might feel guilty or feel badly? Do you try to control or manipulate others? Or do you allow them to be who they are? Have you ceded control over your life to someone else? When someone you love makes a mistake, do you believe it reflects badly on you? It doesn't. Do you try to control others with money or gifts? Love, affection, or other things? Do you find yourself frequently wishing and hoping someone you love will make significant changes in their lives, but they never do? Or do you understand that others have the right to live their lives, make mistakes, and learn lessons without your interference? You have the right to choose whether to leave a toxic relationship or an unhealthy one. But you don't have the right to control somebody else. In fact, you can't. How well do you manage technology? Do you view your significant other's bedtime as your time to get on social media, play games, and catch up on the news? Are you a slave to your cell phone, a.k.a. baby Satan? Whatever changes you need or want to make in your life, I invite you to choose one that's important. Whatever you do, don't try to fix everything at once, because that sets us up for failure. I do encourage you to make an action plan in writing. Put a pen to paper. What actions can you take in the next two weeks to move yourself toward your goal? 
One action could be I can use Google to research on how others have made similar changes to get ideas. I can find a support group of others with similar goals. I can even attend one or two support group meetings and find out, are they for me? I can tell one or two of my close friends or trusted advisors what I want to change. I can create a vision board. I can meditate about the change I want in my life. I can envision myself as having made that change successfully. I can envision how I would behave, talk, and think differently. So, I suggest that you write those things down and begin making those differences part of your life for the next two weeks. If you are a person of faith, you can pray and ask for strength just for today to change your behavior in that one arena. When you finish with your two-week plan, keep going. What action can you take in the next month, six weeks, the next three months, six months, one year, two to three years? And write down what is your ultimate long-term goal. How will you know when you've reached that long-term goal? A lot of people start with the big long-term goal, and they don't start with what can I do now. But I have found that short-term activities are the most important thing to start with because I have to take action in order to make traction toward reaching those short-term goals, those short-term activities, completing those things and checking them off the list. And as I check them off the list, I find myself encouraged, empowered, and enthusiastic about what's going on. I feel successful already because I've gotten some things done that are moving me toward that big long-term goal. In my life, the times when my world has been turned upside down have been followed by a time of grace. Are you in a time of grace? That's when we have time to evaluate how we're doing, what we're doing, and how we would like to improve or make progress. For me, the very biggest room I will ever enter in my whole life is the room for improvement. Yet, I never want to be so driven to improve myself that I neglect caring for myself in other areas and caring for the people who are important to me, or worse yet, that I neglect my relationship with the divine who gives me the power to make changes when my strength fails. Once again, I'm going to repeat this. Our action gives us traction to move us toward our goals. I have never been able to think my way into making big changes in my life. And I've learned enough about myself to know that I have to behave my way into right thinking instead. The bigger my goals, the bigger support system I need and the more actions I need to take. I've learned to make as many friends as I can because let me tell you, there have been times in my life where I needed every single one. And I'm glad I did. I finally have a sense of belonging, which is something I didn't have and really yearned for 
for about the first 50 years of my life. I can't even really tell you when it happened, but it just did along the way because I was making big change in my life. I've learned that my history, instead of being something of which I should be ashamed, is one of my greatest assets. It gives me credibility when I'm working with someone who is standing on the edge of a precipice, terrified, horrified, helpless, hopeless. I understand and can relate to that because I've been there on my own cliff, terrified, horrified, not knowing what to do or if I could even do anything. Along the way, as well, one of the things that the divine source of all that is wonderful in the universe has done for me is I have been healed of self-loathing. Now, the absence of self-loathing does not equal self-love. But before I could love myself, I had to be rid of the self-hatred. So when the good Lord removed that self-hatred, um, it still didn't equal self-love. And I didn't know how to learn to love myself. My mentor helped. She suggested that I choose a woman who loves herself and use her for a role model. So I did. Oprah. Oprah's my role model. When I had a decision to make, I would ask myself, what would Oprah do? Then I would take that action or at least give it my best shot. I don't know when it happened either, but at some point, my love receiver was healed. My love sender had always worked, but when my love receiver was healed, the circuit, the circle of love was complete. And having the circle of love intact has made giving and receiving love incredibly more meaningful for me ever since. So I'm going to repeat this. For me, this is the bottom line. I have never been able to make big changes or even some small ones in my life by thinking my way into right behavior. The only way I have been able to make changes in my life is to behave my way into right thinking. And behaving takes actions. That's what it means. So without acting my way into right thinking, my goals are just pipe dreams. So now that I've shared with you the secret, you can never unknow it. What kind of big changes or big change are you wanting in your life? For you, dear listener, you may find some... For you, dear listener, may you find some measure of peace and healing... And may you be abundantly blessed as you walk through the world and think about the changes you want to make today. I hope this episode has been helpful. If there's some things that haven't, just take what you like and leave the rest. This has been Celia Boone, In Search of Peace and Healing. Take good care, stay safe, and know that I love you all. So just when you thought it was safe to pull out your earbuds, here's Celia again. In this podcast today, I gave you a two-week challenge. So two weeks from now, when I come back, I'm going to ask you, 
How's that going? Now, you don't have to report it to me. If you'd like to, you may. But I just want to help and encourage you as you strive to make changes in your life. Thanks again. Take good care. I love you. We invite you to visit our website, muchmoretosay.weebly.com. That's much more the number two say.weebly.com. This has been a production of the Descant MMG Podcast Network.